All right, look at this. I got both Bennett Johnson and Josh Goodson this week. And this is all just an excuse for me to complain. So do, do you guys mind if I begin the podcast by complaining? I don't, I don't know you any different, to be honest with you. Isn't that how you start most? Perfect. Perfect. So can you guys help me? The last time I made picks, I pick Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. And you're like, yeah, cool, Joe. You, you picked two of the best players in the world to win an event. They then did not play well at all in the event that I had picked them to win in. One week later, I text Josh on Sunday. Are you effing kidding me? Two weeks ago, my sister was in New Jersey. I put real money on Victor Hovland to win. Like, it was like no one told him that he was playing. Last week, my sister, not in New Jersey. What does Victor Hovland do? Goes and wins the BMW, shoots a 61, shoots a course record. Like, so my question is, A, how am I a week early on all of these bets? Because the same thing happened. Lucas Glover, I pick him for the 3M Open, the one event in the last month that he misses the cut. Okay, very next week, he wins. Hovland, pick him. What was the event, Josh, that I picked Hovland in? Because off the top of my head, I can't come up with it right now. Memphis? Yes, you're right. It was the FedEx. I pick Hovland, nothing. Next week, BMW wins. So why am I a week early? And do, do you think these guys know that when I have them, they're not going to win? Then the next week, they're just going to show up and, and kick all kinds of ass. Do you think they know that? Uh, Denny McCarthy and Alex Smalley knew at uh, Sedgefield for sure. That I, I told them. Yes, you're right. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised with you. You're a guy. You're you're a Victor guy. You've been on him for like a year. And it's I, the real hove. And right. I think you've got to. I don't know. You've got to become like a little bit like me. You got to stay with your guys. You got to see it through. You got to pick them until they win. Because the week that you don't like, I'm a big Tony guy. You know me. I'm a Tommy. Tommy's my guy now. You'll hear that name in a, in a little while, probably. You just got to stick with your guys and ride it through until they win. You can't give up a week. Uh, it's like sit. It's like sitting at a um, blackjack table, and you know how on a blackjack table they have the little teaser plays you can play during your normal hand. You can pay five dollars, and if like if your two cards make a straight with the dealer's show card. You get paid. There's like there's odds for that five to one or ten to one or so on and so on. If you're gonna do that, you got to do it every time because the day the, the time you get out of it, that's when it's gonna hit. And you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna miss out on it. So all right, that, that's actually great gambling advice and seeing as how this is a gambling podcast, I'll take it. Bennett, I feel better. I feel better. You feel better now. The good news is, I think I've picked Hovland in at least seventy percent of the tournaments this this season. I did have him at the BMW. I sent Julio the receipts on Sunday. I was like, that's my guy. I didn't expect a course record for the win. But well, it, like you said, y'all needed a, a back. He needed a back nine twenty eight to win. Let's, <laughs> let's, you know, like, let's not make it out. Like he was, he was playing fine. He was in contention, but he needed an out of body experience on the back nine to win. So I, Joe, I don't. I would not beat yourself up over this one. Okay, but I, I like your advice. You got to, yeah. If you have an idea, you got to stick with that idea. With that in mind, we got the tour championship this week. We only have 30 golfers. We're down to 30 guys, which is going to screw with uh, Josh Goodson's first round leader system, the actual <laughs> system. But Bennett, you're, you're in for a treat here. You've already made a joke on the text thread about, oh, does that just does that mean Josh just takes all 30 
guys for first round leader? I've never played 30 before. That that what was, was me. What was your max? 27. I've done like I've never done 20. I know that. It's less okay. than 20. So so 14? Prop 15. Okay. On some of the lot, but... on some of the sketchier sites you, you might be able to find and wager on, you can only make 15 plays at a time, or it will say, Hey, you have too many. Too many plays. I've I've bumped up against that error message uh, a time or two. <laughs> All right, so let's educate um, some viewers here because this is a stroke. You can actually bet on the stroke play portion of this. This is obviously the FedEx Cup playoffs. You're going to see Scotty Scheffler with a ten-stroke lead, and you're like, "Wait, what is going on already?" That's caked into how they basically don't want someone winning the tournament who isn't the FedEx Cup champion. So they corrected that two years ago. Um, but for gambling purposes this week, and, and you can bet this either way that you want, uh, there's probably some good value in, in picking somebody in the top 10 who could pop up and get in there, and maybe we'll get into some of those picks. But for, for our purposes, we're going to talk about stroke play bets this week for the Tour Championship. And again, Josh Goodson, if you followed here on Picks and Pizza, and appreciate everyone who has downloaded and subscribed. Of course, five stars only is our motto here. Positive vibes only at the OG. Uh, so do that. Get on that Apple podcast. Check out our Red Circle podcast as well. Or if you're on YouTube, what, what are you waiting for? Just follow us. Give us a little bit of a like. We appreciate all of those things. Uh, Josh Goodson is the first round leader master. So that is normally like for the Punta Cana Open though. This is, this is a little bit more tricky. Uh, they are at East Lake this week. This is a Donald Ross course. I was going to dazzle you with some Donald Ross stats, but this just feels like you're, you're talking about the best golfers in the world. One of them's probably going to shoot a 61, uh, and trying to predict that can be a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, but let, let's go with some first-round leaders here, uh, Josh. I've only got four. Okay. Got only got four? Yeah. I try to I try to keep it somewhat fair to the, to the thing. Like, if there's a – regular field of 150 if i do 15 it's 10 percent of the field okay right so i'm trying to keep it somewhat fair i mean i could pick 10 guys i guess and but it, I'll, I'll try to keep it fair pretty easy stuff here home game i'm going with some home game stuff some georgia guys you'll see in my picks and then one guy who's a little bit shorter odds than normal but a little there's bit no, huh? there's no big odds this week there's no one okay. uh, there's no hundred to one e even out there to play for and this again this is not counting in the baked in strokes this is just showing up and who, who shoots the best round on thursday uh the three georgia guys russell henley 28 to one uh brian Harmon, your guy joe little b 30 to one and then the georgia because he went to school there guy sep straka 40 to one i've got to think that these guys have played in Georgia, played probably obviously they played in Georgia. I have to think they've played East Lake a lot just by being a you know University of Georgia player. And I like the odds on those. And then the one shorter odds I have, the playoffs I feel like end up being guys get hot and they ride the wave. Young Hove, Victor Hovland, he's 14 to 1. I think winning, I mean, he's won he won Memorial oh, this are you year. Jumping already to the winners? What are you doing? We're doing first round uh, leaders, sir. He's my first round leader as well. 14 to okay. 1. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. That's super short for you. But, but again, there's no, there's no, the highest odds I saw were 50 to one. There's sure. just, uh, it's not as like, it's the values that I just think at some point, good golfers are really good golfers. 
He's the hole's big for him right now. He just shot 28 on the back nine. Usually when guys get on heaters, we just saw Lucas Glover go through that. He was on a heater. Brian Harmon is kind of still on a heater from the British Open to an extent. Give me Hovland 14 to one. I'm kind of like an insurance play for for a first round first round leader. Okay, Bennett, you have any first round leader thoughts? Well, no, since the rest of the field has been take, taken. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> I, I the only guy that I thought was interesting just. Out of the blue, really no reason other than it seems like I like to. I, I talked about this a couple of times. You guys try to catch them while they're riding the heater. I try to catch that guy that's just bottomed and he's just taking off. And I kind of see Max Homa getting hot right now. And I, I can see Homa, he wants to be team competition player, Ryder Cup coming, trying to get hot for that. He's never finished, and I don't think he's finished in the top three in the FedEx Cup ever. So he's looking for a big payday. So I can see him as a first round leader trying to go low. Just to set a number because he's already a couple shots back, obviously. Hey, he what? just he just shot sixty two last week, so he's yeah. he, he's trending up, trending, trending. So interesting, Eastlake par seventy, Donald Ross course seven thousand three hundred forty six yards. Uh, just for comparison point here, the PGA Championship this year was played at Oak Hill in Rochester, Donald Ross course par seventy. Yards seventy three ninety four. So uh, if there's any data to be found from a tournament that was played in May, I don't know. Uh, but it is interesting if you look at the people who won, or who, obviously Brooks Capco won the PGA this year. How about how about this for the rest of the top ten? The Hove tied for second with Scotty Scheffler. Then the, the big boy, not so big anymore, Bryson DeChambeau, Kirk Kittyhawk, Kittyama, Cam Davis, Rory, and there's your boy. Sepp Straka with a 65 on the final day. So I don't know if there's any value in any of that because I just named, what, four of the best players in the world? I don't know. But you know me. I like to look at how players do on certain courses. I, I hope like, May, like a May cold golf course is a little bit <laughs> yeah, different. Than 90, 98 degree. Uh, 100% humidity. Southern golf course. Total, there's a total correlation there, right? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go with it, Joe. Go with it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into then some top tens. And I'll let you guys, I'll let, Ben, I'll let you start with this one. And, and if you want to choose somebody who you think will pop up with those, uh, the FedEx Cup points, or if you want to do it with stroke play, either way, just, just make it clear which way you're going on that one. Uh, well, I, I think I'll start with the true stroke play, your true score on the course okay. outside of the, uh, the FedEx Cup standings. I'm going to take someone that this, like we talked about, it's hard to get good odds this week. There's only 30 players. So I literally started at the bottom of the odds, the highest odds uh, to see if there was any value or someone I could just pick apart. And Jordan Spieth at plus 350. Last week, Jordan, I mean, if he is the antithesis of good golfing. He either is driving the ball great and he can't putt. Then he gets his iron play, and he, he can't putt, and he can't drive. And then he, all of a sudden he's on a putting heater, and he can't put the ball in the fairway. But last week on Saturday and Sunday, I saw maybe a little something there for Jordan, and a couple of things I was thinking about this week. How he played at East Lake before. He's someone that's played there before, got experience. And I was looking for guys that are building towards the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup coming, someone that wants to get hot. He's plus 350, which for tour championship odds is actually pretty bad. So I like Jordan uh, as a top top 10 finish. And then another guy who I wish could play in the Ryder Cup. I've been on Team Canada all year, Corey Connors. 
my guy, Mr. Iron, ball striking genius. It's a ball striker's course, par 70. You have to have some distance. Rough is it's not easy, but ball striker, he'll put the ball in the fairway. He'll put the ball in the green. So if he can just make some putts, I can see him shooting up the leaderboard. Josh, you have some, you have a top 10 for me? <laughs> yeah, uh, one of them is called Corey Connors for literally the exact same thing that uh, Bennett just said. So Great uh, lines. Yeah, and then the other one, guy that finished second here last year, um, I don't, I don't know what to make of Sung JM, but like he just finishes like top ten, makes a lot of money, and I'm, I'm gonna go. He's a sure thing. I'm gonna go with Sung Jay as the other top ten. He finished okay. second year. He's played well here before, so. I don't have anybody this week because I didn't make any picks last week, so I don't know who to take. I'm, I'm officially at a conundrum. Um, so I, I'm just going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to the winner here and then we have some bonus picks this week, but before we do that, let's just, you know, we are on the Heaster automotive group hotline, get off your keister, get down to Heaster, Bennett, that's your cue. Tell them, tell the people what they should be doing. Look, we're looking at oh, two people who have gotten off their keister right now. And it's not me, both Josh, Julio customers. It's like Julio says all the time with the other sponsors. It's like, look. They come to their sponsors because we really do what we say we're going to do. That's our motto in the store. We just try to take care of every customer right here local. Been doing it for 20 years. Wake County, Harnett County, Lee County. So get off your keister and come see us. Easterautomotive.com. All right. Now we'll do some proper ads too. We'll be right back. We'll make our picks to win. Then we got a bonus pick because Bennett is actually playing. What? Can we bet on the on the Pro-Am? Is that a thing? I would we like can. To. <laughs> sandbagger over here and it's also week zero um josh uh, i feel like we might have some system plays yes. for week zero college football season so when we come back we'll do both of those things be right back right after this Housekeeping. all right picks and pizza is brought to you by oakwood pizza box funny enough anthony guerra oakwood pizza box off of person street there in downtown the best pizza not only in raleigh but the state of North Carolina, check them out online. It's oakwoodpizzabox.com. Open Wednesday through Sunday. You can often find me there on Fridays for lunch. Get special on a square. It's pepperoni, jalapeno, the best pizza. Anthony does a great job. He will be a regular contributor here on Picks and Pizza once that football season starts and those kids get back to school. So, And looking forward to September 18th, a Monday night. We have OG Pizza Night. That will be at the Oakwood Pizza Box. So again, check them out downtown on Person Street or online, oakwoodpizzabox.com. It's week zero in football season. That means you're going to be out at Carter-Finley Stadium really soon. And when you are, check out the breeze through right there on Edwards Mill Road. You can get one of these tumblers, the Lifetime Tumblers, 20 bucks. Get your free drinks in there, sodas, coffee, uh, no beer yet, but they have an amazing beer cave. We're actually going to be doing a show, the OG, from the beer cave there on Edwards Mill Road. They're also on Pool Road. They're over in Cary off of 64. Breeze Through is there for all of your tailgate needs. Check them out this football season and appreciate them supporting Picks and Pizza. Well, that was, that was magic. I, I like how that works. So we are talking about the Tour Championship. I've been at Johnson. He's the automotive group. I got Josh Goodson. Sports Channel 8, all-around good guy, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it gives me a hard time in the Garner Golf Gambling Group, which I don't really appreciate. But we all have roles to play, Josh. So, 
you know, I, I'll take it. I'll take it that you're you're the foil to my, uh, you know, you're, even though I caught a stray from you, I caught a stray from you in the text last week for, for just no reason. Just okay. Just let's let's talk about this. Maybe Bennett can officiate this for us because Bennett, if you were in, okay, paint a clear picture here. We are in a text thread with Scotty McCreary. It's the Garner Golf Gambling Group, right? Scotty McCreary just helped NC State raise $800,000 for their collective, okay? Eric Church did the same thing for Carolina. I'm assuming they made more than a million dollars because they're Carolina. So Brett McMurphy from Ashton Network asks each coach, hey, who's your favorite artist? Mac Brown, forever the politician, says Eric Church. Even if he's never heard an Eric Church song, like you're going to say, who's the guy who just helped me, right? <laughs> Dave Doran, in, in, in all of his honesty, says Merle Haggard. And I'm like, hey, man, you got to play the game just a little bit. Maybe show the Garner legend just a little bit of love and say, Scotty McCreary. So I get in the text thread. I'm like, hey, man, here's the difference between Diamond Dave and, and Mac. And I'm like, Goodson will uh, tells everyone I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, uh, I'm not so sure anymore who the bad guy is here because I would rep Scotty. I would rep Garner. So who, so, and then I say, I even called Goodson out because he loves to tell me that I'm the bad guy, but I got, I win this one, right, Bennett? Well, okay. A couple thoughts on that. Totally <laughs> unprepared for this, but you know me, I always have thoughts. Number one, in a way with Dave Doran saying Merle Haggard, wasn't he speaking to the base there a little bit? Okay. Secondly, Fair. Um, not that Scotty will remember this, but as a Smithfield Selma Spartan baseball player, Scotty McCreary struck me out twice at Garner High School. So I can't, I can't defend Scotty. I can't, I can't defend Scotty. Never love forget. It. I love it. All right. So let's make some picks. We have the tour championship. And then Bennett, legit, you're about to get on a plane and go play in a pro-am in Detroit. That's right. So literally, as you say that, I see my my driver pulling into the driveway. So okay. I'm about to jump in to plane, head to Detroit for the Allied Challenge PGA Tour Champions event this week. They the PGA Tour Champion season is coming down to the end. I think they have four events left. So there's just all about there's no points in PGA Champions. All about money. So um, it's all about finishing really in the top five to make good money. The Ally Challenge is played at Warwick Hills, which is the old location of the Buick Open that Tiger Woods won, like, I think 13 times in a row or something crazy. Uh, yeah, one of Tiger's favorite courses. It's uh, over 7,000 yards, which is actually pretty deep for a Champions Tour events. Last year, Steve Stricker won. He's back in the field this week. Steve Stricker's playing well. Ken Duke won last week on the PGA Tour Champions. He's in the field this week. Um but I will go with the man who I think wins every PGA Tour Champions event. Bernhard Longer is in the uh, in the event this week. Hopefully, he's my pro am partner. Maybe I can report back next week who I played with, how we played. I will say last time around, I was telling Julio I played with Tim Heron last year, and I played awful. But the good news is Tim Heron shot sixty three on his own ball, so he finished second in the pro am. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, well, I'll let you make your tour championship pick based on stroke play. I'm assuming here, and then that way you can get on your uh, get on your yeah. car, get in the car, and get on your way and go play in that yeah. event. Really cool. Absolutely. So I uh, again, this is based on stroke play, as we talked about. Everyone's coming in with strokes already on the board, but to be in the last event of the year. 
But something I do, as you guys have heard, every time we pick, I always look at course history, how that person played uh, at that course last year. Have they played there a lot? Obviously, the Tour Championship, a very small amount of players make it every year. So not that many players have a lot of course history, but I picked uh, three guys that have played there more than five times. Uh, number one, it, this one's kind of off the wall. He hasn't been playing great, but like I said, I try to pick those guys that are trending up the X-Man, Xander. Uh, again, another international player, so someone that you know is focused. They're not thinking, gosh, got to get through the end of this, collect my big check, go on vacation. Now he's he's playing tour championship. He's going to jump right back in, keep grinding for uh, the Ryder Cup. Number two, I'm embarrassed to say this pick, but how could you not? Rory McIlroy. I think he's finished in the top top like eight and nine straight tournaments. He's striking the ball so well. Something that Julio has talked about before. Everyone says he can't putt. Well, everyone says that because he's on the green on every single hole. So if you got 18 putts, you know, 18 birdie looks, you can't make them all. But if he can just get a couple of them to roll in, I think he'll stay hot. It's a par 70. So we know um, it's, you got to dominate the two par fives. Rory, arguably the best par five player in the game, even though last week he missed an eagle putt from, I think, three inches away. But I like Rory. He finished, uh, obviously, first there last year. Xander was sixth last year. And then someone that I've already heard mentioned, Mr. Sanjay. He finished second there last year. This will be his fifth time playing in the tournament. Last year, uh, he gained like six strokes on the greens at Eastlake last year. And not that I've ever played Eastlake, but a lot of the, the tour players say the greens can be rather difficult there. I think um, Goodson was on it. I think the heat humidity can make it difficult putting, but he was somebody that figured out the greens last year. So maybe he can lean on my experience and he's, he's driving the ball. Great. Which um, not always the calling card for Sanjay. He gets a lot of credit for being a good driver, but if you really look at his statistics, he's really just an average driver, but I think his last six or seven tournaments, he's been gaining strokes off the tee, which for him is huge because he's really, really good ball striking from the fairway. So if he gets the ball in the fairway, he's ball striking well, he already has good experience on the greens there. I could see Sanjay making a run. All right, Bennett. I like him. I like those three picks. Best of luck in the Pro-Am. We'll talk to you soon. Get out of here. Get in that car. And again, thank you for joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Bye, guys. All right, Josh. Let's get you some winners for the Tour Championship. I've got faith in some of your picks. Now, first round leaders are your are your specialty. We we should be very clear on that. But I have some faith here. So let's go stroke play winners tour championship. What you got? I got two. This one is pure stroke play. Tommy, I can't tell you to not quit Victor Hovland and and, and then quit on Tommy. Okay, respect. It's twenty two to one or twenty five to one stroke play. I'm going to take Tommy, and then I have one including the strokes. Okay. Someone to pop up, you mean? Do what? Someone to pop up and take the thing from Sheffield? A little bit. It's not the best odds, but this guy, sometimes you got to take the sure thing. Rom, John Rom hasn't really done, he hasn't done much, it feels like, recently. Um, but he's too good to not pop up at some point. He's plus 850 to win. It's not great odds, but it's time for him to kind of assert himself, I feel like and actually get up there and do something. Um, and also, he he needs to start playing well before the Ryder Cup. I, I do think there's something to that. Um, get a big payday. Put a – he won the Masters, right? Put a put a uh, bow on this season. Winning the first big tournament, 
basically winning the last big one. So give me John Rahm, including the strokes at plus 850. I like that value. All right, I'm torn on picking a winner here because this does feel like the stroke play winner, I should say. This does feel like a Rory week. At, and the, the odds are so bad. Uh, I don't think Scheffler is actually going to win the stroke play. Then obviously Victor popped last week. The one guy I did like last week was Cantley. So I'm going to go Cantley, even though I don't love the pick. And it's 11 to 1 in stroke play. Um, but he is the guy I leaned on. I leaned to last week. So using the Gilio theory, let's go back to Cantley here. Even though it's 11 to 1, I don't like that. Um, so give me give me another one. I'm going to go Tom Kim as well, because he's been a, a thorn in my side in the Garner Gambling Group. He's 30 to 1 in stroke play. Um, and how, how about this for a reason? Tom Kim won at... Uh, in Greensboro last year, which was a was a Ross course. There you go. How about that? That that, that actually flies because it's probably hot as crap. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'll give you that one. All right, let's uh, let's take one more break, and then we'll get into some Week Zero college football picks. Um, we're gonna have to talk a little bit about some of our strategies in, in college football gambling because golf is one thing, but obviously college football is another. But we'll do that right after these words from. You know, the people paying my bills. Hang on. Next topic, please. Well, I love pizza. I love gambling and I love sports cards. I can't wait to get my hands on those rookie cards, those NFL quarterbacks. The best time to get them is now at their best value. The best place to get them is Oak City Sports Cards. They're in downtown Raleigh off of Glenwood Avenue. Go check them out in person, or you can check them out online at oakcitycards.com. Weston and Katie have an unbelievable setup there. Go check them out. If you have some old cards that you'd like to get graded, or if you have some those rookie cards or auto cards that you feel like have great value, the best way to get the best price for them is to get them graded. So go check out Weston at Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. Tell them the OG sent you. Great spot. Great people. Check them out. Get those cards graded. Get the best value for them. Weston is the man for the job. So Oak City Sports Cards at oakcitycards.com. And finally, it wouldn't be an OG podcast without the OG of OGs. Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Hayes has been a big supporter of all of our shows, all of our podcasts from day one. So here's here's how you can help Hayes. You got those ants inside the house. You got termites under the house. You got moisture under the house. You got mice in the attic. You name it, Hayes and his crew can handle it. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. They also have this moisture barrier. Goes under your house. I have it under my house. I had mold. I had some mildew. You get bad stuff, man. Even a house that was built in 2005. You don't want any of those issues. Hayes and his crew can handle all those things for you. Go check them out at bugsbite.com. Well, who doesn't love week zero in college football? Not exactly the world's most titillating slate, Josh Goodson, but it's still real college football, and the games really count. The most interesting one is Notre Dame against Navy. That game is in Ireland. I look at this, I look at Navy the same way. A pre, it's almost like a preseason game. I look at Navy in the opener the same way I would in a bowl game. I ain't betting against Navy when they, you know they're going to pour it out. Like, they might be down 28 nothing in the first quarter, 
but you know they're going to scrap and fight until all the way until the end. Line on this game is 20 and a half. Man. I don't love teasing things, but man, that that feels right. That 20 and a half. I could see I could see Notre Dame winning by three scores. But I I'm torn on this one. You got you have any thoughts on the on the marquee matchup here? Sam Hartman, former Wake Forest quarterback, making his Notre Dame debut. Yeah, um, I actually thought you were gonna go, go the other way with um Navy. Um what it whenever whenever Georgia Tech was in the when they're still in the when, when they were doing the triple option. Yeah. What did Paul Johnson hate hate the most when the schedules came out? And what did certain teams want the most when it came to playing Georgia Georgia Tech? Lots of time to prepare. Yes. Um, I remember one of those years that, that State had a good defense. I think Russell was maybe still even the quarterback or something like that. They they it had a game out in Atlanta where Nate Irving went crazy and, and beat them basically by himself. Yeah, uh, it was a John Tenuta, mm-hmm. the D- but like I just remember that because like they were, the thought was always having a break before them, having time to prepare because you don't do it. Notre Dame's had weeks upon weeks and weeks and the good thing about Notre Dame is they, they play the option every year because they play Navy every year it's not something new to them but if you're in the middle of a season it is new you know oh we're doing this we're doing this and we have to totally do something different to get ready for this one game this rivalry type game I thought you were kind of going to go that way where the fact that Notre Dame the bigger faster stronger more athletic team has all this time to prepare I thought this um, number was bigger to be perfectly honest with you so 20 and a half I'm not making a pick on this game. It's just yeah. this is the the most interesting game of the of the week zero slate. Navy fought in this game last year. I think to your point though, it was in the middle of the year. They got uh, a new coach, and that was that was year one of the the Notre Dame new coach. Um, Navy has a new coach this year. I don't think they bring in Sam Hartman to to not like let him try to go th- air the ball out and just realize that we're bigger, faster, stronger, and do that. Um, I don't feel great about it, but I, I I think laying the points may not be a bad thing um, in this game. Just I think the I think having time to pre- prepare is a, is a big deal. Um, Let's get into then a best bet week zero. There's there's a, there is a game that involves a Power Five conference team that jumps out to you. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Uh, Vandy has long been the can't wait to see them on your schedule for the SEC. You finally get a breather. But last year, they, they kind of became feisty. So they're in now, I believe, year three um, guy that's a Notre Dame guy, Clark Lee. Um, they hired the Barton Simmons, who does all the recruiting stuff, who did all the recruiting stuff for 24-7 back in the day. Um, they're really trying to revamp that roster. And every uh, everything I look at, everything I read um, – their floor is definitely becoming way better than it used to be. They're not necessarily the, the total doormat. They, they they beat Kentucky last year. They should have beat South Carolina. Um, and most importantly, in this matchup against Hawaii, I cannot unsee last year in week zero, Vandy traveling all the way to Hawaii and winning 63 to 10. Um, I The number is 17. Vandy's at home this year under the lights. I don't... I don't know if there's like a 50 point gap anymore, but I can't, I can't see that it's now a seven point gap, especially with Hawaii having to travel all the way to the East. Um, I actually like Vandy to to cover this number. Um, Might would even do a little first half and Vandy full game type thing. Cause the first half number is probably like 10. 
I could see Vandy running out. They're, they're, they're going to be bigger, faster, stronger than Hawaii, which rarely they are against teams. Um, talent wins out. That's kind of – when it comes to gambling in college, who has the better players? <laughs> so that's going to get us to one of our principles. And So your best bet this week, Vanderbilt Vandy, at home covering the number against Hawaii. Yes. My best bet this week is going to be the inverse of what we just talked about, but is one of our rules. Okay. The good teams are good, and the bad teams are bad. Yeah. And let me tell you, buddy, UMass, they ain't good. Nah. Here's UMass since 19, since the start of the 2019 season. 1-11, 0-4, 1-11, 1-11. here? They're going to Las Cruces. There ain't no easy way to get Las Cruz to Las Cruces. I don't care if it's the opener or not. Their travel is going to straight up suck. They're yeah, not man. a good team. The number is only seven and a half, which sure enough, I'm not going to give you a deep dive on, on New Mexico State's roster right now. I would just say to you, this is a position play. This is a situational play. UMass ain't good. The bad teams are bad. The good teams are good. New Mexico State at home. They beat them last year, 23-13. Sure, that was a fight, but it was it was in, in Amherst. Just as it isn't easy to get <laughs> to Las Cruces, it ain't easy to leave Las Cruces and get anywhere. Maybe Albuquerque, and that's about right. it. So uh, give me New Mexico State. Give me the Aggies at home in this one to cover a smaller number. This might be a trap. I, I don't know what I'm walking into. I'm just going on a Josh principal play here that the bad teams are bad. So my best bet for week zero in college football is New Mexico State at home. I like it. Um I'm looking at CBSSports.com. They do like a full one to one thirty-three ranking. They have UMass as the worst team in college football. Um, New so Mexico there won't be many games where they're on the road and they're a single-digit favorite. Speaking uh, of New Mexico players. State, now I, I don't know if this is necessarily power rating based, which we can kind of discuss that. But New Mexico State's one hundred seven. Um, I do yeah, think I don't, I don't think they're great shakes. I'm just saying this is UMass is good. This number is built solely on just pure power rating type stuff, which makes it look like these teams are a lot closer. If you take names away, take last year record away and all that. But me and you have eyes. And I think sometimes people do like to overthink it. And it's like, oh, the the team that's really, really, really bad. And I don't see any reason why they're going to be just automatically start being good again as playing on the road in a game they probably can't care about. Like, I like the play. Look, People, I think people overthink some of these things sometimes. Sometimes Vegas throws the numbers out there, and you're like, I should take the other side because there's obviously a trap. I like it. If you if you lose because UMass ends up being good, like whatever. We just know that New Mexico State has been bad, and we will bet against them the rest of the year. Take like, the knowledge and use it going forward. Well, I'm ready for it. We got the end of golf this week, and then college football in total next week. Your Wolfpack against and the Pirates. Pirates getting a big number. Speaking of a team, I will take in week I, one. I can't, this is a little teaser for next week. Is I think it's still north of five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's thirty-four and a half is the last one I saw. Uh, okay. So, but we'll be ready for week one in college football and then our NFL picks. Join us every week right here on Picks and Pizza. Josh, appreciate you. See you again next week. See you, bud.